PBC crew, and this is our podcast. We call it Lane Pipe with the PBC. So let me go ahead and introduce the P to the PBC crew. That's my man, Paul. Paul, say what's up for me. What's up, world? Hope everybody having a glorious day. Listen in, tune in. Amen. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Let me also introduce the V to the crew. That's my man, Victor. Victor, say what's up to the people, please. Hello, everybody. I want to thank you for uh, tuning in today and listening to us on this beautiful Friday. Very good, very good. And me, yours truly, I am the C. My name is Cam, a.k.a. Mr. Nerd Boy Fresh. You can follow me on Instagram and all that good stuff. So we are the PBC crew. It's definitely a privilege and an honor to come together and to present this to you. Um, What we do, we're going to be presenting a myriad of topics. We're going to talk about gaming, music, relationships, politics. We're going to give you a little bit of everything. So... If you'd like a variety in your podcast, then you're definitely sitting down with the right in the right place. If you'd like a little bit of comedy, you're in the right place. If you'd like a little bit of seriousness, you're also in the right place too. If you're a kid, I don't know if to tell you. <laughs> because you know the kids, <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna be for the kids now. We're gonna maybe have a little something, something for the kids. But I'm gonna tell you right now, some of this stuff may be a little bit grown. So if it's a little bit too grown, Parental advisory off top. I'm letting y'all know right now that it may not be something for the kids. So I'll tell y'all parents right now, if you have your kids listening, you might want to just listen to it ahead of time before you get your kids involved. But we are going to have a little bit of something for the kids. When we start talking about gaming and stuff, we'll get some stuff for the kids and whatnot. So let's go ahead and get into it. I'm going to have my man Paul go ahead and drop in the first topic for us for today. So today's topic, we're talking about relationships. Um, Me personally... I was married once, you know, been there, done that. That's all I can say about that. But um, you can have some qualities in relationships. I mean, for as wise, you know, when you're in your teenagers, you know, that just puppy love, in my opinion. Okay. When you hit stage about, I say about 19 to 20, you know, you still surfing the universe. You're still having fun. But mm-hmm. I say for a serious age, if you have your true love true love I said at least 25 or 26 okay. that's usually the right age where people get married you know just my opinion I, you know I was 24 when I got married um relationships should be good relationships can build a foundation relationships can lead to success but sometimes it can lead to just two people just consider just be friends and go about their business mm-hmm. if I'm saying the right words no no you good, good. but um me personally, you know, I'm not going to toot my horn horn. You know, we was all young. We all, you know, have fun, this and any other. But, you know, I think personally for me, when I got married, you know, at first I thought, you know, this is going to be my soulmate. We're going to grow old together, build a foundation. But, you know, things happen. You know, I'm not going to get in details of that. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. But, you know, that's just part of life. Let me, uh, let me pick your brain for a little bit since we're um, going into the topic of relationships for a little bit. So, when was your first relationship? When did you have your first girlfriend? Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to be, be, be honest, too. Be don't honest. Be, don't, hey, don't be giving me like, uh, it was like 17. Give me, give me the honest answer. That's like a security login question. Yeah, it is. I, yeah. I, I that's, answer, you know I what? That's kind of hard. because I for names. I'm not, yeah, that's kind of hard because I, mean, I, I can say. I could drop a name drop. I ain't asking I mean, that. that's kind of hard because I can say, well, you know, my first girl, I was five years old. But, you know, that's just, you know. That's a lot. That's can, that's, you didn't know what that meant. Yeah, that's, that's, candy, that's, that's candy land right there. That's yeah. somebody you go to the ice cream truck with. Exactly. Um, well, high school, you know, we just having fun. Gotcha. Um. 
I think my first real, real girlfriend, I think I had to be 16. 16? 16. Okay. Okay, 16. So, what do you think you have learned from 16 to the point where you are now? The grass ain't ain't always greener on the other side. <laughs> okay. I can tell you that right now because I'm I met some girls who who got a good chip on their shoulder, who's you know success successful in life, you know, and always got a good state of mind. Then I meet some girls who just wow. So since since y'all fellas are single. I can ask this question and pose it to y'all. Y'all can ask me the same thing. I can ask me any other question I want to at any point in time. All right. What, what do y'all look for in a relationship? What are you looking for? Well, it's both easy and difficult to answer. I know that. You see, for me, I've always viewed relationships should be... I don't like the idea of casualness. When it comes to, a to me, when you're doing something like this, it's for the long term. Got it. Until basically the end. Right. That's what I think of when I think of a relationship. You know, you throw down all the cards, you put in all the chips. That's what you want it to be, at least. What I look for pretty much is just understanding, really. Okay. Understanding of each other. Because if you don't understand your partner, then that relationship isn't going to last very long. And with understanding would come trust and communication. Okay. That's true. That so, is true. this all sounds very simple, and of course it's even simpler to say, but it's not that easy. I mean, of course, human beings, us being very complex creatures, we function very differently. I mean, it's easy to open up to somebody but sometimes it's not easy for them to open up to you, you know? And that's the biggest problem, is somebody's always hiding something from someone. They keep it emotional, in. Yeah, you know, they hide how they really feel, or they'll bury it, or they'll, like, even if it's minor stuff, you know? Like, say, like, for instance, a couple's trying to watch a movie and they have to pick, you know? And... I hate that. Yeah. I'm sorry, not to cut through. I, mean, I hate that. Yeah, I know. Because it's, it's always a good movie I want to see, but then I know uh, maybe she's not into the, you know, the violence or... You know, and, you know, you can always compromise. Like, oh, well, we'll watch this. But here's the thing with compromise. It sounds good, but most of the time, compromise leaves nobody satisfied. Nobody got what they wanted, and now both parties are miserable, you know. But it's just a situation like that, where I think the biggest thing I would ever want in a relationship is just understanding to understand my partner and my partner to understand me. What's your type? I don't really have a type per se. I, uh... Okay, well, if I actually had to say something, it'd probably be a woman who's taller than me. Which, granted, isn't impossible, considering I'm 5'11". So, there are women taller than that, but... Well, it, you get some slam dunkers. No, 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 no. Forget all that. You think it'd be like five, eight with some heels on it. You still, <laughs> you still good. Oh, I mean, well, I mean, just, uh, some big feet, yeah. No, 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 no. Just some five, five, six, seven. You all right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, but no so, seriousness. So you're going to step the shoe game up. But yeah, but that's like the only thing I... If, 
<laughs> they got some big feet, man. <laughs> it's like I'm in a relationship with this girl. Week into the relationship, I get her some fucking moon shoes. Exactly, some little moon boots. My girl, you don't need that. You need Timberlands. <laughs> um, I got you some Tims, girl. For me. Yeah, Paul. What is your type? Don't be shy. I like them thick. I ain't gonna lose. I'm, I'm not so gonna. sorry. I thought you said something else for a second. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm gonna rephrase that. I like them thick. Okay, thick. I thought you See, said. Like, okay, now we're talking like CK thick or CC thick? CC thick. Alright. I'm sorry. The reason why I say that because. <laughs> no, no, let it out, let it out because you. Yeah, yeah. I thought you said. The reason why I say I that because. Said, I know what you I know what you thought you said. And the first thing I was going to say was pause, Dagnab. I already know what the thought cloud was in your head. Now, for all the people at home who's listening right now, we ain't going to reiterate we, we, what we we're not going to say. Yeah. I said but thick. You, but T-H-I-C-K. I was like, wow, Paul, you're really progressive. <laughs> but the um, reason why I say that because I like to eat. And I know some girls like to eat, too, so, you know. At least, you know, for me, I ain't gonna, yeah, I ain't gonna pick it. Y'all don't eat off on my plate. I don't like that. But, um, that and I look for somebody who can, you know, who can make me laugh too, and not just me. Like, if I'm a, if we gonna hang out, at least if you, if you start a conversation, I'm gonna start it back with you. You know, but chemistry. Yeah, chemi- good chemistry. Um. I got a side note question for y'all, fellas. Let me, if y'all allow me to jump in. Okay. Is race important in y'all relationships? No. Well, for me, no. Personally, no. It doesn't matter to me. She, she can be, you know, white, black, Mexican, Asian. It, it doesn't matter. She I don't be discriminate. Mm-hmm. She could be an alien for all okay. I care. I dated more Mexican girls and more black girls. Not to put it out there, the black ladies. I love you all, but I didn't mean that kind of alien. <laughs> hey. Wow. <laughs> alien is perfect for me, wow. brother. <laughs> wow. As long as they know how to cook, I don't care. They can have no, two but- toes. <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? Nothing to do with nothing. Nine times out of ten, nobody seeing her feet like that. Well, we anyway. always start the conversation with the with the five stilettos. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. We gotta get off that. So we gotta get off feet. But um, like <laughs> I like a woman who can make me laugh, and I like a woman who just you know, who's not a who, who's not afraid to just let it all out. Okay. True. I like a challenging person. So, in relationships, I was in the process of writing a book. And I'm still not, I'm still going to get to it at some point. I just didn't have enough time to write it. Um, The book title I already have is called Experience Dot Dot The Relationship, which is basically a a breakdown of the relationships that I had Mm -hmm. and everything I learned from the process of my very first relationship to where I am right now. So, I can tell you my first relationship, sixth grade. I can say the person's name, but I ain't gonna put her out there like that. But believe it or not, way back, wow. Yeah, no, I mean, I I, I can remember, I can remember everything to the day. I can remember actually how we became boyfriend or girlfriend. I can remember all the details. It was really one of those things where it was really kind of coincidental. Her, my best friend was dating her best friend, so we almost felt obligated that we had to kind of do something because they were already. It was almost like dominoes. It was lined up. Right, it was lined up perfectly, but we were really (laughs) cool. But come to find out, you know, only because we kind of, you know, as elementary kids, you know, just puppy love, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But we always remain good friends even throughout. I mean, there's a lot of backstory at a later point in time. I will tell y'all a lot of that backstory. <laughs> but I can remember that literally to the day of everything that happened in elementary school. You know, and real quick, Becca, you know, 
the topic of young love or puppy love, mm -hmm. you know, granted, I'm not going to say that it can't be serious, quote unquote, right. but typically it's just, you're a kid and you're still developing, you know, your body is surging with chemicals, you right. don't even know what you want, right. you know, mm -hmm. but I do think it's important for kids to experience this so that when they do get into a real relationship, you know, they know what to do and what not to do. True. Sometimes that can be tough. Especially at a young age, because mm -hmm. people catch feelings quick. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's on that topic sometimes, in my opinion. And see, and, and y'all will understand this more when you have kids, and then you see a lot of what they're going through in their, you know, in their life. You're like, oh, that's exactly what I thought when I was a kid. And you'd be like, well, I didn't really think about this when mm -hmm. when I was a kid. And especially because for me, I have a son and a daughter. I got both perspectives sitting Ooh. dead in front of me. So I got one who's basically a spitting image of me. Other, just like her mom. <laughs> and not to say that either one is bad, it's just you're going to learn different things, in, especially in the junior high yeah. and high school process. But like, well, they really didn't start dating until they were like 15 and 16. For real, they wasn't like they was like in the sixth grade and had like a somewhat relationship. They wasn't in junior high and having girls or guys around them like that. They really didn't start until they were 16, 17. Like, yeah. That's a that's a that's a that's a common age to right. start off. Well, with. you know that's and then all the pants too. You know that's when you're, you're on teetering on becoming an adult. Right. You know, so. Right, and you're going to get to that point because you're going to be surrounded by a lot, and, you, and that's when you're going to start to really kind of your mind starts to explore like, who am I really want to at least try to develop something with? And I always say this. You know, and I'm going to add this into my book at some point because I already had this part written down. What's the difference between a friendship and a relationship? Well, I can give a crass answer, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, but, uh, you, can, you can say that's, can say a, that's a good question, brother. I, I know what it and is. And I really don't have a good answer, but I can throw my, my, two, my two cents in. Um, I think... For friendship is, you know they're always going to be there no matter what, through the mm -hmm. thick and the thin. And regardless, if you did something bad, they still going to mm -hmm. stick by you no matter what okay. the situation is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they might not agree with you, what you do, but at the same time, they still going to keep the, the friendship neutral. Right. Relationship-wise can be dangerous because I always tell everybody sometimes you don't know what you want until it walks out the door and you never see it again. Okay. If that's a good, if that's a strong I, I, word. I, I got you. But I, got okay. answer, I got an answer for I, that but go ahead. Go ahead, okay. So to give uh, to, for simply one word the difference between the two is vulnerability. With a friendship you can be more vulnerable with, I would say with a friend. Because, especially as someone like a best friend, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I would say, just a friend. <laughs> shout out to, uh, rest in peace and shout out to Biz Marquis. Biz Marquis, man. He will so be missed. Oh. But, like I said, with a best friend, I feel like you could be more vulnerable, you know, especially, you know, if you have a guy best friend, you know, you form a brotherhood of sorts with them. You can trust them to follow you into hell and come back, mm -hmm. you know. You, you can trust them with so much more. They will be by your side no matter what, holding you up or making sure you're okay, or at the very least, checking on you. Now, I'm not saying you can't have that in a relationship, but it's not the same because 
I want to say, I almost want to say friendships are eternal. Almost. Hmm. But your relationships but, can be too. But the, the yeah, that's the thing. That's why yeah, I almost but... want to say that. What if I, I'll, I'll give you. I feel, I, I, I'll, I'll. I don't believe in fairy tales sometimes. I got you. On that part. The reason why I say that because when you try to turn a friendship into a relationship, it can go either way. Well, personally, to, to add on that, I think that's one of the uh, more bad ideas somebody can do. Some people think, well, we're good friends. That means we could be good partners, romantically at least. Uh, no, I, I would say. Typically speaking, because... Uh, again, with friendships versus relationships, uh, with friendships, they don't require as much maintenance as a relationship to be maintained. You know, I got a friend right now, you know, I have not talked to him in eight months, mm-hmm. right? But we're still good friends. Right. You know, we never stopped being friends. Just because we don't talk to each other doesn't mean we're not friends. Every time we do talk to each other, even if it's over the phone, through text, it don't matter, we pick up right where we left off. Nothing, uh... Nothing hinders it, nor, neither distance nor time, to where with a romantic relationship, distance and especially time will corrode it. You know, and that, that's just that's just another thing. That's on a that. good. I, I like that topic. I, I, I'll give you. I'll give you the simple short. Two words: physical attraction. Oh, I thought you. I, got, I thought you were gonna say much. <laughs> <Nah. laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say nothing crazy. Physical attraction because. I always say there's three, there's three keys to a relationship, two of which applies to friendship always. Communication and trust. Mm-hmm. For me, trust is a dangerous word. It is It is dangerous, but guess what? With your boys or with your friends, if they're tight in your circle, those are two things that you almost have to have. You gotta have good communication with them and you gotta trust them. But guess what? In a relationship, you gotta have exactly those two things. And you know what? Between them. It's the and you know what? I think that was one of the reasons the mistakes I did made in my marriage mm-hmm. is because, you know, for me, just because of my childhood, I grew up not trusting anybody because that's just me. And, you know, I, it's only certain people I let get close to me at a young age because, you know, me not having my father around, you know, and it was me and my brother, my mom trying to, you know, either he's trying to get her attention or I'm trying to get her attention, you right. know, you know. Familyhood happens for a reason, but you know, me personally, I think that was one of the regrets I I do have is not letting my not letting my trust issues value to see where it goes. Cause you know, I was like, you know, shoot them off, you know, mm-hmm. or I just like, you know, just don't be around you no more. And, and I think that was one of the reasons why my marriage did fail on that part because and of the lack of trust wise. Oh, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and that just, you know, I'm not saying anything that bad, but, but we both came in and, you know, right shit, I met with baggage, you know, claims, but you know, black, I always tell you, trust is a dangerous word for me. It is, it is dangerous because a lot of, and that's probably one of the hardest things, but for me, the reason why my first marriage busted up was communication because the communication is what messed up the trust if that makes sense can I ask you a question on that topic yeah, though brother talk. on the marriage part you know communication is you were but was financial ever the problem 
for know, you? Financially was, you know, and I'll and I'll get into this a little bit. So financially, I was making good money. My ex-wife was making solid money. You know, she was popping in and out of jobs, but so, you know, ultimately we were fine. Stable but, at the very least. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were straight. It wasn't like it was crazy. I mean, we went through one pocket where it was bad, only because I had lost my job because they had basically dissolved the job out mm -hmm. and so I was without a job for a period of time so I was in transition so that was kind of testy for a little bit and that was about three months of really tight financially but for the most part financially was fine I'm not saying that it was perfect because yeah we went through pockets where financially we were great financially some points was like terrible I ain't gonna, mm -hmm. I ain't gonna front it. and the reason why it was terrible was because and dead honest, I, you know, I was bad with money at the time, and Man. she was bad with money at the time. I can agree with that. And I'm not, <laughs> and, I, and I'm not gonna sit there and lie and say that, you know. I always say that, you know, marriages are not broken up on one side. It's not like, oh, she did everything bad and I did everything perfect. No, no, it was both of us. And part of the thing was, when I was making money, um, especially when I was working at, you know, when I was working for a different company, I was buying games literally every single week. New game come out, sixty dollars. I didn't care if I had a hundred dollars. Sixty dollars was going towards that game, and I had forty dollars to try to make it through two weeks. It was crazy, and I and I was bad like that. And I was like, yeah, I was I was BMFing, blowing money fast. By the way, so you rent, you, so you spent almost two forty a month on video games. Easy, and that was on and that was on a light day, <laughs> and that was on a light month. <laughs> and let's say Christ. two, let's say two good games came out, or let's say like a collector's edition Fallout. Yeah, I got that Ooh. already. Okay. Yeah, that was two hundred. That was like a hundred and fifty dollars out the box. I got the Halo headset. Okay, well, to be fair, everyone wanted that power armor helmet. No, I'm not. No, Ooh. I'm not. I'm not saying that. And I have, and I have like the little, you know, <laughs> I have the little, I have the Fallout Pit Boy. I have the Fallout helmet. It's actually sitting with my son right now. It's, it's, it's with him right now. But it was to the point where it was. It wasn't. It wasn't causing problems. It was causing problems from the standpoint of I was blowing money. She didn't know how to communicate that to me, and I didn't know how to communicate that to her. This is why I said the communication broke down, was because we wasn't really talking on the same page. That was our problem. So when things started to spiral out of control, and it wasn't just from a money standpoint, it was how we were handling kids. The physical attraction changed because her body changed, my body changed. That changed. We didn't. We never really said. Why does down. that? Not to cut you off, brother. Why does that happen? The physical attraction part. Because I mean, y'all want y'all want the dead honest answer. I want the because, dead honest answer. Because I've run into that problem in my marriage. As, because as guys and as women too, you know, you go through what I call flavor of the month episodes. Okay. There's gonna be because when you're around a person for a good period of time. Some certain times you're gonna see something different. You're going to want something different. That's just innate. So what a lot of times what you have to guard against is that flavor of the month, or you have to be able to communicate that out and say, look, this is what you, I'm feeling at the but time. But you know what? I tried that. It and, doesn't always fly. I'm and, not gonna, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. Gonna, it I'm didn't fly. That, I'm not gonna say it's gonna fly, but you gotta be able to yeah. communicate. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. And, and and I tried that, and it it didn't work. Reason why? Because. <laughs> And it's funny because she used to always say, you know, that's a Scorpio in you. And I used to get so mad when she used to tell me that. But then when I had to sit and think about it, like, yeah, that is. You know, I, I'll say this. I, I would say it's completely, it's completely natural to fall out of attraction with your partner. Now, I'm not going to say 
if you stay out of attraction, that's a problem. Right. But I would say it's natural to find something else or even somebody else more attractive. You know, than your when we, for that that topic though, that wasn't a problem for me. Mm-hmm. It's just that you know when it's something like I was always say, we times sometimes times are hard. You know, mm-hmm. you know sometimes I didn't look my best in my appearance. But you know, I try to look my best for her because you know, I'm not only your husband, I'm I'm representing you. If we go out in public or if I'm going with your family, I'm representing you, so I want to look my best. Of course. So, for, for, from revert, or vice versa, if that's the right word I'm using, I wanted the same back from her. Yeah. Now sometimes you know, didn't get that way because you know, everybody's working hard. You know, she was working, going to school, and taking care of her daughter. You know. And I, you know, and I have to respect that sometimes. I'm not going to say, you know, I want to, you know, a hoochie 24-7 a day. But you want, see, I think the one thing that y'all would really want, and if y'all were being dead honest, y'all would say that I want a person that, whether I'm in front of her or not in front of her, she's going to be looking top-notch at all times. Unless she is at home chilling. But anytime, more or less, she's in public, she's going to look like this. This is why I said yeah. physical attraction and is yeah. important yeah. to the equation. I'm not going to lie on that. Yeah. Because when you walk, you want to be like, you know, the best thing you can say is. <laughs> yeah. Say it, say it, brother. <laughs> the best say thing y'all can say is, that's, that's my girl. <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you want to say. And you yeah. want other people to yeah. believe. And the whole thing is, I know that guys think like this. I'm just going to be dead honest. You want yeah. other people to be like. You got to follow it up with an ass smack, too. Yeah, I mean, don't don't get it messed up. Yeah, 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 don't get it messed up. I've been in relationships exactly like that. But you know what? But it's not. But here's the thing. Even with the physical attraction being said, it's not the only the the only thing. Like I was with the well, I was with the person who was a complete dime piece, but the communication wasn't there and the trust wasn't there. So did it still work? No. You gotta have all three working in sync for as much as you can talk to me <laughs> so I have a question and so keep, keep rolling you I know might this is, I you, know this extended you probably you probably won't be able to answer this I know you will how come families always be the one that relationships always or marriage always fail because you want to know why because a lot of times family they think they know what you want or what they have their ideal vision of what you should like who she used to be with or who should not. I'll give you a perfect example. In high school, I was, oh, I don't want to name drop her, but I, I'm going to name drop her. No, no, I'm going to name drop her. It's going to, she, she already knows what it is. You know, it's, 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 you know she already knows it's always, it's all, it's all yeah, straight. Yeah, yeah. You know, she knows it's all straight. Now, she has a problem with it. She can always come to me and talk to me. It's all good. So in high school, I went to prom. So in prom, I was going out, yeah, I was dating a white girl, redhead, you know, buck 20, dime piece, probably one of the most beautiful person who went to my high school, her name is Jennifer, we called her Red. And so when I took her, you know, when she had came through, I was doing my little prom, getting ready, we had a big old prom party, I had my family there, I had friends there, I had people from the church there, people from my music group was there, everybody sitting there in my, in my little baby apartment that we were chilling in. She pulls up, it was her, her mom, her dad, her sister. She was, that was the only white people in a, <laughs> basically walking into a oh, all wow. black household. I have it on videotape. Rest in peace to my auntie who has passed away. I wish I still now. have my prom videotape. I have my prom video. It's on VHS, not on DVD. Not only is it on VHS. And I remember my aunt saying, like clearly in the videotape, ooh, Cameron's dating a white girl. 
<laughs> Clear as day on the machine. Now, granted, Jennifer never, Jennifer didn't hear it at the time, but when I played back the videotaper, because she wanted to see the whole party and everything, she heard that. And she was cool with it, but you could tell that it didn't really sit well. But when I say that, it's because my family at the time, and this was back in 93, mm -hmm. they weren't open enough to understand interracial relationships at the time. Everybody in the family dated somebody who was black. And that was their vision, and they didn't want nobody to break it up. Now, we'll fast forward. Mm -hmm. My first marriage was to a white girl. My kids are mixed. My aunt, who said that in the video, her daughter, who got married first, was married to somebody who was Puerto Rican. Her son is married to somebody who is purebred Mexican. Just to tell you how things has came a long way in full circle. But at that time, it took me to go through that, basically break the mold so they could see that it can be different. It's not going to be exactly what your vision is, but they ultimately, like in their own little weird way, kind of broke up that, you know, broke up the relationship by doing that. Yeah. yeah. But real quick, with interracial couples, that hasn't really gained traction until like about 25 years ago until you started really seeing it now. Yeah, I you mean, know. it was like people like me who started to break the mold. Yeah. I mean, you started to see it like in the late 80s, early 90s, 90s. but it really wasn't until like my high school generation. Yeah. You know, like in the past 10 years, change. it's like portrayed as regular now in right. media. You know, to where, you know, if you showed someone like the movies or even commercials of today, right. someone back in the early 90s, they'd be very confused. Correct. You know, because they wouldn't know what they're looking at. Right. Like, that girl cannot do that girl's hair. Right, but, <laughs> but she's got different issues going on. But even with that being said, that's that's what I dealt with. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not saying this is a problem or anything. I think yeah, yeah. anyone should be with anyone who they want to be. Yeah. yeah. But that's but the answer to your question, those are things that, because families have their vision of what they want, not just from their personal point of view, because they have their personal agenda, but the whole family agenda. My grandmother never really said anything about it. My mom never really tripped off of it. But... You know, other family members did until they got used to it, and then it changed. And then all my cousins, because I did it first, every single one of my cousins started doing it. <laughs> it was just kind of like the ripple effect. But somebody had to sit there and be the one to break the mold, and it just so happened to be me. But yes, it was pretty crazy. But yes, families can intervene. The one thing that I will always say that is that when it comes to your cousins, your aunts, and all them, never mind them. But do kind of pay attention to what your mom said. That because was one. That was one of the problems I had in my marriage because I, whew, my mom and her. Your mom doesn't have to a hundred percent be like cool, 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 cool. Yeah, but, but even with that, my mom, my mom knew that. With that, my mom knew that that was gonna be what her problem was. See it. I don't know what it is with certain people, or if you experienced this, Victor, you probably haven't, but you know, later on you might do. Of mm -hmm. uh, when people want, I'm not just saying, but well, women, men too, have to always think if they gotta earn their spouse's trust with their family in order to make sure the relationship works. You don't have to because the relationship, I'm gonna be dead honest with you, the relationship is not between them and your mom or them and your cousins or them and your grandmother or them and your grandfather. The relationship is basically between you 
and her. And that and that and that was the thing I was trying to explain to her. I said, look, I don't care if my mom and them don't like it. As long as it's me and you together, that's all that I is. Agree, but, but then, but go understand ahead. that when you drop into family functions and your wife or girlfriend, doesn't matter, even when y'all get into future relationships, don't mm -hmm. be the same thing. Yeah. Um, when y'all jump into these, you know, jump into these family functions, like, oh, this is my girl, I want to show y'all, and they don't necessarily approve, and your girls don't understand that, yeah. they're going to feel slighted, and they're yeah. going to feel like they don't want to go to said family function. Yeah, yeah, I ran into that when and I was married, because... they'll be like, well, I don't want to go, and they'll find every single reason not to go, even though you may want them to, because... Because with me, not to cut you off, but like like with that, I ran into that because it was always like, she was like, your mom doesn't like me. Your mom doesn't like me. And I used to get mad. I'm like, okay, if she doesn't like you, she don't like you. But as long as me and you together, yeah, that all. Yeah, I got it, but I'm going to tell you right now, I mean, I'll... When I was with, I was with one of my and coaches. I used to always think that was that is that was that part of the reason why my marriage ended because I always thought you know she wanted me to be with some you know be financially stable us being financially she hit me with some hard shells and you know I had to keep you know I'm an honest person I, me I can't tell a lie unless it's really but at this point I have no reason to lie I wasn't financially stable you know still working you know got in the debt but you know. A lot of people aren't. She asked me this hard question, and I did give her a straight answer. She and you know, I don't know if you experienced this, but she asked me right now, if we was to have a baby, and if I was to be a stay-home mom, take off one job, can you handle it? I had to be honest with you. I said no, I can't because I'm not bringing in that much. Right. But see, the flip of that coin is. But I told her flip, yeah. But I told her we gonna be okay. Yeah. So the flip of it is, would you be willing to put in the work to make it work? Yes. And that's where I think where the conversation. And I don't know if that conversation went that far. No. But I wish it did. But but it see, that would that would have probably solved that if you just took it one. Because I always had this motto, and it's something my uncle taught me, and God rest his soul. And he used to always say. Do what you do to survive. Whether if you're not gonna be here the next day, at least the people that you brought into this world, or at least the person you met, gonna be all right when you're gone. Right. And yeah. I always live by that that word. I'll say this real quick. Uh, a few sentences back when we were talking about, uh, you know, your partner and your parents. Mm -hmm. I think it's crucial for people to understand that your parents are not a finish line; they're a starting line. You know, and what I mean by that is, is that their happiness and um, their how they feel about whoever you're with or whatever you're doing. If they don't like it or they're unhappy with it, but you are happy, you know, and especially if you're happy with your partner, I feel like that's more important. Now, I'm not saying completely disregard your parents or anything. They are your parents, and if you have a good relationship with them, of course you want to keep that good relationship. But you got to remember is that. You don't live your life for them. You should live it for yourself. Right? Yeah. You know? I totally agree with you on that one, you, brother. You, you shouldn't be like, oh, I hope mommy and daddy are going to be happy with what I'm doing. That's not how you should live it. You should be living with it. Am I going to be happy with what I'm doing? Yeah. You know? Because, Am I going to be happy in the next 20 years? Because you got to understand, and you're absolutely right, your, your parents' happiness is going to be displayed if you are happy. And see, on that, though, I always, I always feel like a lot of parents put a lot of pressure on their kids on that 
topic because, like, I had a conversation with my mama a long time ago about this. And, you know, if she hears this, you know, I don't care. But I love my mother to death. But I always say, well, you lived your life. You made your mistakes. So now it's time for me to live my life and make my mistakes. Now, if you pick me up from there, I'm most grateful because you're my mom. But if you don't, then it's something I have to learn on my own. But understand something. is that everybody has an ideal in their head. So your parents has an ideal situation for you and who they kind of envision you to be with. My mom, still to this day, even though she probably won't admit it, but she already had, she had the person who I was supposed to marry. I didn't wind up marrying her, but, and don't get it wrong, in theory, I probably should have gave him more consideration. Was it the on. Olympian? No. <laughs> Believe it or not, no. <laughs> which would have been, which would have been crazy, that's a different name. Believe it or not, no. Um, I won't go into that here. Well, well, scratch it. We, I mean, I, I'll go on to it. My mom had an idea. She thought that I was supposed to marry my vocalist and my music group. Okay. And even to this day, if she actually would be dead honest, even at the time when I was in my first marriage, she would probably say I should have went and married her versus who I wound up marrying in my first marriage. Now, the reason why I say that is because your parents have an ideal of who they want you to be with, what type of job that they want you to have, or like an idea of you being successful. They have like a whole bunch of things that they have set in their in their vision brain for each of your kids. My mom had it for me. My mom had it for my sister. I know your mom probably has it for you. I know your parents have it for you too. You know, and with their logic, they probably think this makes me happy, and right. if it makes me happy, it'll make my child happy. Right. But that's. No, Usually not, not the case. Not always no, the case. That's not always it's the not case. Always the case. I don't agree with the other part because Where I never the, um, part? the part where the, um, parents always, you know, want who their kids want to be with. Oh, oh they have a vision. They, they have a vision. But see, when, when me and my mom, we always, I, you know, I never really care who my mom dated, and I'm pretty sure my mom really didn't care who I dated. Oh, that that you know, if she did, you know, I think she did. She's she, not going to tell, tell me, but but my mom never told me. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel like you know, always like I I, vow, I made a vow, like I keep my relationships to myself, and let you know, so it won't interfere, you know, with my mother and son relationship was. If that's you know the right word I'm saying. Yeah, right. I got you. I got you. But I wouldn't like get. You know, and we'll talk about this more and more as we go down the line, but, you know, relationships is a very, very wide a range, uh, a range yes. of topic. I agree. But it's one of those things where, you know, especially when you're, like, y'all boys are single, so especially for y'all, where y'all kind of are in that, in that range of, yo... You know, let me get it more established because I know ultimately down the line, y'all gonna probably want to get back in and get into one and just to see kind of where y'all stand. And I'm gonna tell you right now, you want to kind of get your vision of what you really want, what you're trying to look for. You know, you want to kind of have that kind of preset and maybe go for it because right now you just don't want to, don't want to settle, True, and you don't want to rush it either. You want to make sure that you know there's a difference between dating. And a relationship, a lot of times, and friends with benefits. See, keep that see, in mind, mm -hmm. and keep and yeah, and, and that's absolutely. And, we, and at a later point, we will get into that conversation in relationships, where we'll talk about the layers of the relationship. That's also going to be in my book too, by the way. Like you know, friends, dating, 
you know, well, and how oh, to structure it. This whole this whole topic with uh, relationships and whatnot that we've been talking about for a little bit here, it's easy to say that this basically relationship is very similar to the ocean, both in size and depth, and the amount of people who have been lost at sea. You know, it's it, it can be you can travel it so many different ways and it can go it's, so many different ways. It's not a perfect science, man. I'm it's a movie that you want to see, but you know, at the end, it's gonna make you think of think about life that's always it's like one of those romantic love stories like the Titanic I cried at the end of the as Titanic. long as it's not I directed help by it. M. Night Shyamalan I'll watch it like the Titanic I couldn't I, I, I cried at the end when I first saw it and I was in elementary reason why because when you see love like that and to, you know family mm-hmm. it was drama his her family and then him and then you know fell in love and then washed away in the sea one of you know, my opinion, I always thought, you know, one of the best romance movies, you know, I ever saw. But, you know, that's just my opinion. But, that's a different topic. We're going to give a top five. So, um, we're going to give a top five of movies. Well, so, let's, now let's, let's get out this let's, relationship. Let's, let's, let's yeah. just give for a little bit. To close so, out this, uh, sorry. Go ahead, go. But to close out this portion of the podcast, you may agree with some of the things that we've said. You may disagree, or you may have a completely different opinion. Um, Actually, you know, uh, let me jump in. Actually, if y'all have any thoughts or ideas that y'all want to chime in, uh, we'll leave like links. We'll leave links, links below. We'll leave y'all places where y'all can reach out to us. I would love to hear y'all thoughts, hear y'all opinions, hear y'all ideas. And if y'all have any questions or any type of comments, we'll definitely revisit it as a PBC. Because you guys may have a question better than our question sometimes. Or, you know? or y'all may have a comment or be like, yo, maybe, maybe I don't believe. I don't believe this way. I may believe something a little bit different. You know. We definitely want to listen to that as well. So definitely chime in to us. Um, you know, catch us on our Instagram. We'll give you all the links and stuff later yeah. on down the line. Absolutely. Please reach out to us. And We'd love to hear what you have to say. Absolutely. So let's shift gears. We know we haven't. I know we've been talking a lot about relationship, but we haven't did what we were supposed to do. Man, you know what we have to start off with. I mean, it's my bad. I didn't start it off the right way. So oh, good. We just Victor. got into a good topic. I know, I know. But Vic, what? you know what we got to do. I know what this we got to do. This segment is, what you playing? All right. So what you been playing? <laughs> All right, so I'll take us off. So playing-wise, I've been playing this boomer shooter called Quake. Talk that right. quick talk, talk now, that talk. Now, is that, that the game you told me to yeah, check Quake? out? Yeah. yeah, okay. And the only reason I've been playing Quake, the very first, um, the very first one, is because it recently got put on Xbox, you know. And I decided to give it a download. It was only one gigabyte, so it's not like it's taking up much space. Talk right? Game Pass talk, you know. <laughs> I love it. Also, <laughs> if you're on Xbox, you don't have Game Pass. What are you doing? You know? Amen to that. Shout out, to, shout out to them. But uh, yeah, I downloaded Quake right and. For the past few years, I've been playing, of course, well, modern video games. You know, and nowadays, video games have to have a narrative of sorts. Or not a narrative, but like a story to tell. Storyline. You know, it's like there's cutscenes, you know, dialogue options and all that. Now, I'm not saying this is bad or anything, but the fact that it's in almost every single video game, you know, even the ones that are just supposed to be all action still have cutscenes and dialogue and all that. Quake doesn't. Quake literally just throws you in, and that's it. You are in the game. There is no 
There's not a word spoken unless it's well, the screen. Check of, this out, brother, because now you got me excited yeah. about this. Yeah, because it's new school versus old yeah, school. Yeah, like, <laughs> like the only words that are spoken are the screams of your enemies. That's about it, you know. And it feels good to play. And graphically speaking, sure, it's a remaster because it's Quake remastered, yep. I believe. Uh, it still looks pretty good. I mean, sure, I think it came out in '96. That's but, about right. Yeah, it came out in '96. But even then, even if it's I mean, I'm not going to say it looks modern, because of course it doesn't, but it's not like it looks bad. If anything, I think it's old school look gives it a bit of an advantage. You know? Kind of, but I think that, mm. I mean, first of all, I'm so young right now. <laughs> I'm like I'm, I'm showing my age right now. But it's crazy because when it comes to Quake, it's like Quake is one of those games where it was, you couldn't play this game on a console until much later on down the line. This was really one of those ones you had to have had a PC to play this game, first and foremost. And y'all were a little bit too young for that, but most people didn't really have PCs. Back in the day, it was a choice between getting a computer or getting a Nintendo. Getting a computer or getting a Sega Genesis. I have Sega Genesis. Right. And so you know, most people didn't you have You had Sonic the Hedgehog 2, really, I'm up all night, brother. Yeah, a lot of people didn't play Quake simply because you have to have had a PC, and a lot of people in their households, especially in that time, yeah. didn't really have computers. It wasn't the norm. So when you talk about Quake, it was one of those only like people who had the real money mm -hmm. played Quake, played Doom, played all this stuff because it just wasn't sitting on a console now, Cam, until later on. Like, can I ask you a question? Because you know you played back then. Mm -hmm. Were there like competitions back in the days for those? Oh, like the old school games. Of course. Real quick. That, I mean, Quake was a Quake was a well, like how you see like like Xbox and PS terms like Madden oh, tournaments. I, can but I, can I give you a quick story? Go for it. Go, quick yeah, story. Quick go. story. Uh, so. I'm from Southern California, just so y'all know. So in Southern California, they had, back in the day, they had it for the Sega Genesis. Um, it was a tournament that they had at one of the local malls in, Southern, in our Southern California area. And so they had a whole setup, and I didn't know it was happening at the time. My mom, my sister, and myself would just so happen to be going through the mall. My mom went to go shopping, and we were sitting in, like, the, I think it was, like, uh, Macy's or whatever. We were sitting there for, like, an hour. But she was like, oh, let's go go get some food or whatever since we're already here. Yeah. We're walking through. We see this big old Sega booth. They were having a game competition literally right there. Wow. They were playing Columns. They were playing um, Sonic the Hedgehog. And I can't <laughs> think of the third game off the top of my head. But Columns was basically like a uh, hybrid of Tetris and... What else did I say? Tetris and... Um, Tetris and like Bejeweled. You combined. know what? I've been playing that lately, Tetris. Yeah, it's kind of like Tetris. They got it, it on the Game Pass. Boy, it's fun. But they, that was my very first gaming competition where I had to play and my mama had to play. And yes, Tetris. Tetris. Yeah, my mom, yeah. So me and my mom had to play combined. So I'm playing the game and I'm doing really, really well. I'm knocking the game out. My mama, who ain't played a game in her <laughs> in her life, she was like, well, I got to play. You know, we were went from the top of the charts to like 17th. Now, I still have the t-shirt, and it says the Sega World Championship. <laughs> if my mom would have just gave us, like, 10,000 points, you know we would have been in the regional semifinals, me and my mama together. Wow. And we would have had Jesus. a chance to play. We would have had a chance to play for, I think the prize pool was $100,000. Now, in this day and age, that would be equivalent to a million, because this was in 1991 when this happened. Mm -hmm. But that was my first iteration of a competition game. Now, they always had competition everybody knows of the Nintendo World Championships which is basically the Sega World Championships was kind of the same thing just wasn't as big but y'all remember that they have those little special cartridge that has three games in it yeah and they would run this other competition back in 
back in the earlier days, they used to have gaming competition TV shows. Yeah, I remember Where those. they would just show it. I can't, and for the life of me, I can't think of the name of those gaming TV shows. Like, y'all would have to remind me in the remind me in the podcast. I could throw it down in the comments below, whatever the TV game shows was back in the day. We used to watch Double Dare, and it used to be a gaming uh, <laughs> a gaming competition show that came in Double right after. Double Dare. And, you know, I remember that show. Talk. But anyway, <laughs> but yes, did they have competitions? Of course, they had you know, plenty of competitions at that time. And, and to go back... It's funny you say that they have competition games, and we're talking about Quake. Quake almost kickstarted, or not almost, actually did kickstart, like, competition shooters. That is correct. You know, because the multiplayer for that game, the campaign, which I do enjoy a lot, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm enjoying it uh, immensely. Mm-hmm. But what people remember most about Quake, especially the first game, was its modding and its multiplayer. Because its multiplayer, I believe, added a single, added a game mode that is in almost, that not is almost, is in every single FPS game now, and that's Deathmatch, which became Team Deathmatch, you know. So Quake kickstarted that. You know, I I always enjoy those multi-games anyway, Mm -hmm. especially back in, you know, when we was young, you know. Because me and my cousin, he had to say, get on Saturn and playing that Virtual Cops and Mm -hmm. Virtual Fighters, boy. Mm -hmm. You know, Street Rage but, and all that. But, but Quake was... But I'm going to have to check this Quake out. I yeah, never yeah. played Quake it. Is, um, Quake is a weird one, man. Yeah. It was like, it's really quick to... The one reason why it was hard for me to play it back at the back in the day is because it was first person. And because the frames were moving really quick at its time, it would give me, like, slight epilepsy. Mm-hmm. So it would make me sick. So that was one of the reasons why I really couldn't play it, like, wholeheartedly. That or Doom, for that matter. Yeah. So that's what I've been playing lately. Okay. Is uh, excuse so, me, is is that, and then uh, well, recently on top of that, I re-downloaded Destiny too. Mm-hmm. Haven't played it yet. I'll have to get back to you on that on a later time. But that's what I've been playing video game wise. Movie wise, um, the last the latest movie I saw was about a week or two ago. That was the movie Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. Now, this movie was, in all honesty, I want to say this: the movie was lame, but it was entertaining enough. It, it it was a movie to where if it didn't have Ryan Reynolds, um, it would be an absolute flop of a film. You know, he he's the main draw. You're going to go see this movie because you want to see Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what this movie is about. Although it does have some pretty neat little references I didn't expect to see. And Ryan Reynolds, that's the guy from um, Deadpool, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Deadpool and his more famous role, Green Lantern. Shout out to Ryan Reynolds, though. You, you're still a decent actor, man. I yes, he is. No. Love him in Blade. You had, yeah, you had a couple of yeah, a couple Oh, of my flop, God, he was in Blade. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he was in Blade. You had a couple of flopper rules, but, hey, you, you still, you're still nice, though. So shout out to your wife, Blake Lively, and everything. Anyway, go ahead. Keep moving. Yeah. Um, me, uh, lately, I, you know what? I've been playing NBA Jam. The, the the last the, the, the last one they made for Xbox 360 that just I had downloaded it like last year, and I've been now that you can play online I've been playing with these you know this one guy yeah. but you know just bring back so many memories when it was on Sega Genesis you know pass the rebound. He's on fire. Yeah, buddy. Boom, yeah. shakalaka. You know, it's just, <laughs> we used to make a lot yeah, of money yeah, off that game, yeah. boy. That was a game. And then now, you know, I'm just like, we, 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 I'm like, man, this is my childhood game again, just playing it. And, you know, now, you know, that, and then I was, you know, still been playing Battleship. Yep, yep. 
Love that game to death. Um, World of Warships, right? Yeah, World yeah, of Warships. World of Warships. Yeah, I just say Battleships, but yeah, World of Warships. Um, now, I know they had the controversy with them where they were adding some in-game purchases or some loot system. I like, heard about that, but I didn't think that was true. Yeah, I was no, going to ask you about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they are actually talking about it that it's actually a real thing right now. So, I don't know how detailed they're going to go with it, but it kind of takes away from the, the pure free-to-play aspect. But I understand... You know, when when games are free to play, you know, they got to make money some sort of way. So I'm not completely off the rails when it comes to that. But in the same sense, I understand because that game has been so free to play for such a long period of time. So for them to kind of just add that into it is kind of like a slap in the face to a degree. But I understand it. You know, companies, they got to make that money some sort of way. Um, Movies-wise, uh, been just watching reruns and also. But you know what? I was on Amazon and I and I keep watching this one movie like twenty four seven. It's called. It's called the Report. It's about you know. I don't want to you know get on you know too detailed topic. Basically, it's just about how no spoiler alert. how the CIA messed up or they they killed somebody and then they try to cover it up and this and that and the other. So the the senators and the in the White House confronting them about that and this and that. And the other. Actually, the the main character guy was the um. The dude who played in Star Wars, the Dark Vader, the, um, I think it was his son. Oh, uh, oh, Mark Hamill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love that guy to death. Was he, you know, the one with the long black hair? That's his name? No, wait, wait. you're talking about the new school one. You're talking about um, uh, the, oh, Kylo, the dude who played Kylo. Kylo. He was on Saturday Night Adam Driver. Driver. Yeah, 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 him, yeah, him. Yeah, I love yeah. that guy. I just like his character. So okay. yeah, he I'm was the main school. character in this, in this movie. And okay. he did a real, real good job. Okay. Real, real good job. And then I'm like, man. Because I was like, you know, when I seen him in Star Wars, I'm like, I wonder what he'd be like outside of Star Wars and other movies. And when I saw that on Amazon, I was like, man, he can he played real good as a good actor, you know. And I've been following him a lot, you know, watching him on Saturday Night Live, you know. Him and uh, <laughs> Pete Davidson, they were doing their little jokes and stuff. But um, that and um, then I was the other day, like... What was it? Last week it was Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. So I ended up watching, you know, Friday the Thirteenth classics. You know, yeah. my favorite one was Part Three. So nobody watched that Candyman yet. No, not yet. Candyman, 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 Candyman. I'm, 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 I'm debating it because yeah, I'm, I'm like, up your ass now. <laughs> <laughs> scared, right? I already see the little kid walking. Um, I'm debating to go see it. Reason why? Because I'm like, I hope they don't. And you know, cause they got who directing it? Key, uh, that's Key, Key and Peel. Peel, yeah. Peel. And I and I love those two guys. But they, but they, but they, they are, you know, I would, still want them to mess up a classic. I I, I would completely go watch it if they would just went dummy with it and it was like their Key and Peel show. And it was just a comedy. Uh, but people today, would be mad. Well, oh, no, no, but mad. not as a movie, but like as a short. I think that would be hilarious. But you and you can't mess because is Tony Talk still in it? Still playing the character? Ah, uh, you know what? I don't know. I got I because him. Like, that much. that's one of my favorite actors because okay. you know watched from him Candyman and then um, which will the, be dope. The Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, he that was in that. And um, you know, oh um, Butter. I know you remember that movie. He was in it. That's a grown movie. Real quick with Candyman, the original is. I, I don't understand completely what you're saying. It's like, why would they bother remaking Candyman? They can't beat the original. But they do that with every They do that, yeah. Movie, I think, right? yeah. No, no. movies don't get well, remade. I, well, I, let me rephrase that. I know why they do it. Money. But, uh, you know, I mean, the original one, it's such a good... It's not even that it's a good horror film. It's a good film in general. Oh, they gave me nightmares. <laughs> you know, like, 
it's got some it's got some disturbing elements to it. It gave me you know, nightmares. You know how bad it messed me up? I watched a lot of shit when I was too young. This is included. You know how bad it messed me up when I saw that fuck, the fucking decapitated Rottweiler? Oh, you know, yeah, man. And I was yeah, like, man. that that bothered me for a while. So, okay, so I, since we're on that topic, what scary, what scary movie scared you guys as a kid? Nothing. Nothing? No, you like that, explain. <laughs> 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 the brothers will say that. Yeah. I ain't scared of nothing. Yeah, exactly. You know how we do. Okay, I'm going I'm to be the first one. I think the first scary movie that ever scared me as a kid, The Exorcist. Okay, I guess it's alright. Because yeah. seeing that little girl head turn around, <laughs> I was, I, I literally. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. That's a good, that's a good question. And then you know what? My grandmother got so she loved scary movies. That's all she had. And I remember she told us if we be bad, she'll lock us in the den and make us watch Candyman. You know, <laughs> scary movie, I can't, nothing's coming to mind. This is one of those things where it's going to be hours later and I'm going to know what I was talking about. But movie-wise, I can't think of anything at the moment. Uh, Let me, we're going to save that for, for the no. next podcast. I have to really kick that around a little no, bit. But mm-hmm. real quick, I'll tell you what did, why I like, I love to watch it, but it scared me so much as a child, was Courage the Cowardly Dog. Courage the Cowardly Dog was... I don't think I saw that. Yeah. It was a car. It's a cartoon, or it was a cartoon that used to air on Cartoon Network about this little pink, uh, this little pink dog that lived in the middle of nowhere, right? And all this horrible stuff happened around him. This horror stuff, and it had some pretty scary moments, especially for a kids' cartoon. I remember my mom used to get mad at me because I'd be like cowering behind her but watching it, and she's like, "Let me just change the channel," and I would get mad. She'd be like, "No, put it back," you know, and I'd watch watch it. You know, I actually never saw that as a kid. Mm. I did read the books though. I like the books. I books think the are books are better than books the, are better. the, the, the books show. Books are always better than the show. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what, what, it's like what, I got an argument about somebody. They was like, "Oh, what was better, the movie Twilight or the books Twilight?" Neither one, because they both were trash. <laughs> well, first off, I should punch your lights out for assuming <laughs> I watched either like or. They were trash. Let's, let's talk. I got them all on Blu-ray. Okay, I mean, so uh, nah, no, Twilight, man. I, 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 I sat through the first, man. I sat through the Watch. You're for that. Watch. Hey. Good I saw that in high, after high school. We're gonna go outside, see Paul uh, sparkling in the sun. Man, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be floating. I got, I got dragged to see Twilight, and I regretted every second of watching that movie. I think I, I went with my best friend's aunt. We saw it. Man, she was a Twilight fanatic. I, I, you know, you know, I she paid, so I'm like, okay, buddy, I'm gonna go see it. And we saw that Beyonce theater over here in Paramount. Yeah. <laughs> man, did I see that movie? I saw it in Nor. I saw it in uh, Norwalk. It was so mad at time. It was so packed out for those. It was. That was a, that was a trip. The but the funny part, packed. I asked her, are we the only black people in here seeing this? <laughs> but then when I, had, I looked around, I'm like, man. Yeah, there's, there's a few of them in there. It, it was just like, dog, that was like the terrible. But, but terrible I couldn't get it. I didn't get No, we didn't see the first. We saw part two. Nah, I saw the first. Uh, I'm like, I'm just sitting. I'm me personally, because when I first saw it, I'm like, the hell are we watching? I'm going to tell you two terrible movies I watched back to back. That and Final Destination. The first two, one? Yeah. I, la- I love Final Destination. I, just, I, can't, I, can't, I can't do it, man. The reason like, why, because I'm like, can you imagine like if we got up off this table and just 
this piece of thing just. Well, here's the thing about Final Destination is that their deaths are so over, their deaths are so over the top. It's almost comedic. That's the whole point. I was like, oh, this is stupid. <laughs> you know, the whole, the whole point. I was like, oh, this is stupid. I can't do this. It's like the man slipped on a marble. Next thing you know, a two by four from two down. You know what? Down. I watched that with my uncle. He was what? like, you should, we, we might as well just be in jail, just popping off of this, because exactly. this don't make no sense. He said, how a train? You you gonna stand your black right there and just let a marble? You know, you trip before. Yeah, it was so it's just one of those movies that you know people be like this won't happen in real life I would say I don't remember which Final Destination this was but I do remember this one kind of freaking this one scene freaked me out a little bit because it was actually this could actually happen is when a water bottle went under uh, she, this lady was in the car she was driving and a water bottle went under her brake pedal mm-hmm. and she couldn't hit the brakes right. because the water oh, bottle was there you know and I was like okay that's actually kind of scary because that could because that, that could feasibly happen, happen. Yeah, happen. the pool the pool scene yeah. that can actually happen I mean a lot of stuff was like I get it but it was just like the way they did the kills was like so over the top of like, okay, nah. well no I wasn't scared like the de- like when they it were dying it was a scary, scary yeah like, no. like when they were dying on the roller coaster I, I was kind of that's funny <laughs> <laughs> Like imagine it's like like me and Polly on the roller coaster, my black like oh my god, Polly's head is gone. <laughs> Two big people can't get on the roller coaster together. We're not gonna leave y'all alone. I'm not even. I'm not gonna leave. Yeah. I'm not. Even, I'm not even. Because even like because like my mom said, you could have went to Knoxville Farm. I'm like really, mom? What rides do you see me getting? <laughs> it's like I'm all good on the ride. The butter ride. me up. Yeah, okay. Dog rides, dolo. <laughs> I said only time I got on a long ride if I'm with a girl. I'm not getting on long with my family. Man, my high school years going to Nice Bay Farm, Long Ranch. You take that cheese when you come down. Exactly, exactly. That was my favorite part. That was my favorite part. Now, if you was when that that water come down, nah, I'm smiling. But you know, we ain't gonna go on the top. And you try to you view with your girl, you kiss her on the neck, so you, they take the picture and stuff. Oh, oh, well, that's another topic we got to get on that because I, I can't give y'all the tricks. I, and trade, this is youngins, youngins. I don't, I, this ain't rated R. For, for all the youngins, I can't give y'all the tricks and trade to that. Still PG thirteen. I'll teach y'all that down the line. This is not the day. Uh, so, what was I playing? Um, yeah, what are you playing? I've been on my PC, Game Pass, <laughs> on the PC side of things. Been playing this game called Humankind. Basically, it's like a better version of civilization so if y'all know understand civilization where you kind of built your own little cities and stuff um humankind is kind of in the same vein but it's not linear so you could kind of craft your your towns and stuff to be whatever they want and as they evolve you can evolve their culture you can evolve their tech um it's really a really good game so i've been playing that also been playing some quake of course i you know love quake old school throwback we already talked about that also been playing some Ascent, you know, that's another good game. <laughs> you know, Twin Sticks, you would love that game. Play co-op, y'all can find me, spit your game one on the Xbox, y'all come find me if y'all want to get your game on. I'm still nice at Madden, still nice at 2K, don't get Ooh. your butt whooped, I'm nice. I'm, I'm nice. So nice, you gotta look at it twice. Exactly, <laughs> I'm nice. I'm just letting y'all know right now, I ain't saying I'm the best player in the world, but I'm nice. <laughs> so, I'm in- so, on the movies, actually, you know what? I haven't really dropping no movies, but I will tell you what I have been watching. Um, I've been watching GamesCon. So if y'all been unfamiliar, so GamesCon's been happening the last couple of days. Basically, it's the gaming convention that's been showing a lot of stuff. If y'all are unfamiliar, if y'all really want to know a little bit more about gaming, um, Halo's going to be dropping in December, December 3rd. So Can't, wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. I'm already so ready on that one, baby. On that. They showed, showed a little bit about Starfield, which was, they showed that earlier today, where they showed three of the locations. If you're unfamiliar with Starfield, it's going to look like a Fallout 4, but in space. 
They have like the little colonies. One's gonna be in Atlantis. One's gonna be in like his little bubble of a city. Looks really, really good. So hopefully they don't mess up the mechanics. I don't know. I think it'd be funny if Starfield was like, it just takes place basically like in Florida, but space. Yeah, that would be, that would be, that would be dope. This starts in the bottom of Florida. You know how crazy it'd be? You got a companion alligator that's wearing a space suit. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Um, uh, but but on the opposite side of things, uh, I did catch a little bit of the of the Donda show. So Kanye West did his did his third show to, to showcase his music. Now I'm gonna keep it a buck. I probably watched I about. I haven't seen the end of it. I'm gonna I'm probably watch. I probably watched about 15 minutes of it before going to work. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not impressed. I, I like I like Kanye for what he does, and I really appreciate a lot of the news that he put out with. But this one. I just it's, like Kanye the singer, not Kanye the the politic. No, no, no. It, it wasn't even really like his politics. It's just like I'm not really, I'm not really feeling this because this is too much like him trying to be like mumble rappy. Like he's trying to be like the young person style of music. Wait, wait, are you and it's not really him. Are you saying he's trying to be like a SoundCloud rapper? That's what it sounds like. I'm gonna be dead honest with you. Kanye West is trying to sound like a SoundCloud rapper. Okay. So a lot of like the trap, you gotta really listen to it. I mean, don't get it wrong. Everybody say, "Oh, it's a vibe. It's a vibe." It's like, it's not, literally, I have not listened really to anything like, new of his. So yet. it's like him with like pop smoke. Him with like <laughs> it was crazy because America. I can't believe you, you said know, that. Rest, day. Rest, rest in peace, pop yeah, smoke. Yeah, Um, he was there, and Marilyn Manson was there. Wait, Ooh. Marilyn Manson? Yeah, Marilyn Manson. Real talk. This is like in the like fifteen. Wait, who's like, who's? Oh, is that the so pop? Marilyn Manson is you know, like rock dude who's like you know. Oh, I know. He was in he was in that in one scene in the Sun Anarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I like that guy. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I like him. No, he's, he's got really good music. I listen he, to. He looks scary shit though to me. But he's actually very nice. He was you know he's a wild boy, but it's kind of like a really like off the spectrum for like a Kanye White type deal. So I watched a little bit of that. Wasn't really too impressed with him, to be dead honest with you. As a person who does music, as a person who's into music, wasn't too impressed with him. But that's kind of what I've been like into as of late. I haven't really got been on my movie game. I've been watching like a lot of different things going on. Talk to me, go ahead. So um, I had a question, um, not to get off a topic, but um, been watching pro wrestling lately. Um, oh, we don't, we didn't, I didn't forget about that. We gotta um, go there for like a quick five minutes real fast. AEW, um, did, did you um, see the CM Punk debut? Oh, you know, I had to. I had to. Dude. That, everybody was like, yo, CM Punk finally makes a return. Now, everybody thought that he was going to make his return to WWE. I knew he wasn't. But I knew that that wasn't the case. I knew that he was talking to him, but he didn't really like the WWE setup. So he went over to AEW, like a lot of wrestlers are going to. I think AEW is going to ultimately overtake the WWE, or they're going to be right on par because the WWE is coming down and AEW is getting basically all the real good stars and pulling them up, so they're going to be on a really even playing field. Now, I know WWE got John Cena and some of the other ones still over there, but you got a lot of good, got a lot of good but talent see, on the opposite side. Here's but my topic on that because I can liberate on that because I used to train with a lot of pro wrestlers, you mm-hmm. know, and I, and you know. You know, I, that's why I first started out was pro wrestling. Training with my, my good buddies. Um, shout out to Santino Brothers, you know. Good buddy, Joy Chaos. Much love and respect to you, brother. Salute, um, salute. Rest in peace to Supreme. Um, one of the most hardcore, nicest guys I ever met in pro wrestling. Um, but one thing I do learn and I always admire and I always ask some of my buddies who still wrestling on to this day is the, the lack of character. 
And for me, well, not for me, what I've seen a lot now, before it was funny, I had a debate with one of my buddies about this, about so much of pro wrestling has changed. And I think what threw the nail in the coffin for me is my favorite wrestler of all time. And I, I got all his shirts. I try to do, you know, I literally I, I act just like him all the time because he, he been my favorite wrestler. He was The Undertaker. And I watched one of his interviews where he said, you know, the business has gotten soft because the people who they have in charge as a production standpoint. At first, I didn't know what he meant, but then I knew what he meant because it's like you got all these baby faces, but not enough mm-hmm. wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I see what he means now, you know. But then now, as AEW emerged, now it's like, wow, yeah, the balance. See. Now you see they got Jericho, they got CM Punk, they got Malachi Black who's doing good. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, and you still, you got Big Show there, you yep. know. Mark Heron, he's doing all, good, good, good job. Um, that the, Jim the, Ross, he's still doing commentary. All the people that WWE do away but with, more or less. I'm like, if they would have did this in WWE and kept Alina, they would have been unstoppable. But at the same time, you can't control certain people at the level standpoint and thinking they're going to live up to the expectation because you have to let them devolve on their own. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I get the, and yeah, I get that when sure. I saw CM Punk made his debut, and it was so loud, and the, the crowd, the, the radios was off the roof. Because, you know, I would, it's CM Punk. That's what I'm going to say. That's well, all I, I can say, say on that. I always say that, you know, when it comes to wrestling, now, if you are a wrestling fan out there, it's one of those things where there's a handful of people in the wrestling business, when they make their entrance, it's electrifying to say the least. CM Punk was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember back in the day when it was Hulk Hogan when he made his dun, entrance. Dun, dun. It wasn't just the music. It was just he came in. Energized. Him, it just energized and you know when he ripped the shirt off it was just like in the 80s and the early 90s that was the most electrifying I used to thing. love when Ultimate Warrior came out and he Ultimate started Warrior was another one when he was shaking when he, shaked, when he shook the ropes mm-hmm. it was great. But when you like but there's only a handful of them you know when you saw The Undertaker, when he did his five-minute entrance, mm-hmm. but it's probably one of the best, best entrances that's ever That slow it. walk. When when you hear The Rock in his song, it's like, it was funny, because when you, like when Edge came back, you know, coming off of his injury, and he made his return, when you heard his theme music, it was like, damn. Did you see SummerSlam when he did the Bureau entrance? Yeah. I, I, I loved I, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was pretty dope, too. But that's why I said, there's certain ones that capture that, I just don't think the new school like wrestlers could capture that. Now, would you see like um, uh, what's this? I can't think about boy's face. Um, who's the who's the WWE champ right now? The um, Universal Champ. Uh, uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Like his intro and his whole setup, it's plain. Right it now, it used to be dope when it was all three of them right used to come in from the stands. You know what? Not, not to get off top of that. Right now, this is the best I've seen Roman Reigns since he oh, made yeah, no. I think after he had that match with the Undertaker then that's when 
he starts getting more and, and more. And I know he built him up to be like the clone of, um, what's the station he just came back to? Why can't I John think Cena? of names? Uh, no, John. no, not John Cena. Um, uh, the, other, the other old boy. He just came back there at SummerSlam. Um, Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar. So he's trying to be the clone of Brock. He's like took over Brock Lesnar's spot. But you can't. But you can't. But see, you when can't. Brock Lesnar came back, it was like, I love this little this ponytail. This was, yeah, that I, I, I don't know if I, I, don't I know if I'm the, the ponytail. ponytail. I think he needs to shave the ponytail and just be like that big old goonie dude. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, it's cool and all. It's just... On the topic of wrestling, I've always, this has always bothered me with, uh, when people talk about wrestling. You know, people, uh, when they'll talk about like things like the, you know, the WWE and all that, they'll say, you know, it's fake, right? Mm -hmm. And that's always bothered me because, so what? You know, that's, it's, it's entertainment. You know, you're paying for entertainment. I can you, answer you. you know, I can answer that question because, like, not, to talk, not to cut you off, um, yeah. because I've been, I've wrestled before yeah. and I've seen, you know. It might look fake to you on TV, but the bumps are real. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying it's... I'm not saying... No, 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 no. Yeah, Obviously, those, those are stunts. If anything, it's always bothered me if you say, it's fake, so... Okay, but so? It's still entertaining. It's like going to the movies and saying... Like, going to the movies to watch Transformers and saying, that's fake. Well, it's a movie. It's meant to be entertaining. It, it's, it's just something that's always bothered me because, you know, wrestling is a form of entertainment. Mm -hmm. You know? If anything, wrestling is more impressive than the movies because... All those stunts and everything they're doing has to be performed perfectly in front of a live audience. There's no messing up. There's no redoing it. There's a lot of training. Well, yeah. you know? There's a lot of people who got, so, actually got hurt, for real, for real. Yeah, you know. I know a couple buddies of mine who got shout hurt. Out to, shout out to Paige, who basically separated her neck and she can't fight anymore. You know, so I'm like saying, so like I'm saying, like, it's, it's just something that's always bothered me because wrestling is extremely entertaining, you know. And it's like it's it's more to me it's more impressive than movies and anything because mm -hmm. it's live it's happening right before you, you know, and it's energizing as can be, you know. And it's put on so many shows. I mean, at this point, they're like doing show Gagner every other day at this point. It's a lot of shows. It's a lot of wear tear on your body. Yeah. That's why they got it's entertainment pieces. But I get it's like a soap opera. Of respect. Yeah. You just get more. Um. So let's go into we got we got a little bit of time left. So I want to well, get into wait, one wait, last quick, quick, before we move on. If you can meet one of the uh, one wrestler, who would it be? The Undertaker. I literally, I would, my whole, my whole face was just. What about you? One wrestler? Yeah. If you can meet him. Ah, that's a good question, man. Give, give me, a, give me, give me a second. For go. me, I, I'd probably have to go with you, Paul Undertaker. I would absolutely, I would lose my mind if I lost. I'll, if I I'll fall out. I already I, know I will, cause. My eyes would roll back like his. I'd be, I'd pass and out. I used to, I got in, I got in trouble in school just for doing that. That's a good question. I met John Cena and Randy Orton once. Really? Mom, not to, um, my buddy of mine from high school. He wants, he won tickets to go see. We saw Unforgiven around um, 2005, right when we was graduating high school. So he took me and another buddy. And you know how some wrestlers are sitting in the audience just to be scouters. So, didn't not knowing that John Cena and Randy Orton and Shelton Benjamin was like two was right two two long floors from us sitting yep. behind us. So I don't know if it was Randy or John. I can't remember, but they tapped one of our shoulders. They was just saying, "Hey, guys, can you keep it? Up? We know we watching. Oh, we was being for special. No problem." But I'm just you know I got starstruck like damn. But in real life, John Cena, real, real tall. No, no, he, he, he he's a big tall. Dude. He, he, I, but you know, just you know, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't expecting them sitting right behind us. Yeah. But in one wrestler, Undertaker. Undertaker, Undertaker. 
the Bella Twins. Keep it G. <laughs> keep it, let's keep it G. Let's talk the Bella Twins. Nah, I would say on the on the real, the real, don't get me wrong. I would love to meet them. By the way, just on GP. Me too. Just so I could just a. Hey, because they were the first twins that actually I just want to do that dance. Nah, yeah, she does. I ain't trying to do all that. I'm going to do that dance with her. Mm-mm, I ain't right. trying to do all that. Now, on the real, the real, it'll probably be The Rock, to be dead honest with you. If I was to meet anybody, um, to me, I always thought that um, between him and or Stone Cold, either one, I would be cool with either one. I love how Robert was Stone Cold. Yeah. Because I would just want to just like really just sit down and like let me have a five minute conversation just yeah. to like pick y'all brands because y'all both have so much uniqueness to you. Either yeah. one would be straight with me. Sorry, I just had to ask. No, 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 it's good. No, great, no, great so, question. Good question. So, so where do you want to take it? So we got a uh, we got one more we got one more topic. Y'all y'all want to get into a little bit of politics. That's what I heard. That's what hmm. I heard. Y'all want to y'all want to talk a little politics. We can we we do that too on the podcast. Don't worry. We do that. Too. I got nothing on the politics for the day, but if you guys do, you know, All right, I'm Cam, open you to questions. So, y'all want to talk politics? Y'all want to talk? What do y'all think about this COVID situation? Uh, um, you want to go? I mean, because I know, I mean, I know that we've been like, you know, going through it for like a year and some change. It's not going anywhere, you know. I'm just, I'm not liking the fact that how much this thing is changing everybody's perspective now. Like, everybody's like, oh, you have to get the vaccination shot. You got to get the vaccination shot. I'm tired of hearing it. Even though I, got, I did get it, but I'm just like, I'm just, I'm not upset about that. But, but what's making me upset more is just that, is this what this world finna come to now? Yes. Uh, I'll say this. I hate, uh, on St. Pedro's Ball, I hate how it, it, redef- it redefined normal. It took what we knew as normal. This is the new normal. People, I, I still see people saying, oh, I can't wait for things to go back to normal. It's not. This is the new normal. Exactly. That's what I hate the most about this COVID situation. And the fact that it was mismanaged as hell, you know. But that's that's the fault of pretty much, I mean, Newsom entirely and, you know, the American government. And it changed, and I just don't like how it changed certain people. That's like, people like, oh, you know, just like. Well, that, and I would say I this, mean, I'd rather somebody say, hey. Don't cut me off. Didn't say, oh, where's your mask at? Yeah, I, I would say COVID has made people more hostile towards each other. I would, I would absolutely that I agree, say that. Because not to cut you off, when we um, I went bowl, we went bowling last week. That's yes. the security guard. He, for some reason, he just kept looking at me. I'm like, what? You know, me, I'm not bothering about it, but you know, you know, I got my mask on. But then I took it down a little bit, and he said, put your mask on. Respectfully, I'm saying, okay, cool, no problem. But I didn't think about it until our other buddy said something like, everybody don't even have their mask on inside, but he just said something to you about it. And it didn't bother me until I left, and then I'm just like, people still act this way. Because, uh, it's, uh, because yeah. everything's accelerating. That's just the real. I mean, and I understand. I hate that I have to go through that. But, you know, people's... For lack of a better term, people's prejudices or hate or whatever it may be, in this environment, it is magnified a hundredfold, and you will see every little reason to kind I'm of calling the coronavirus a religion now. And, but is, <laughs> oh, it, is this new normal? I mean, I agree. Is it the new normal? Absolutely. It's because be that's what I feel like it, it is, it's turning into. The Church of Rona, Jesus. Yeah. I feel like that's where it's turning <laughs> into. Like, people yeah. hear one thing and they just run with it. And then people hear another thing, get the all the research first, then to decide if they believe it or not. Yeah. 
know, and it's, it's just tough. It's just tough. Um, I, only thing I hate about one thing is like, and a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people lost their homes. Uh, you know, a lot of deaths. You know, and you know, and shout out to everybody. You know, rest in peace to all the ones who lost their life through COVID. Um, rest in people. Well, you know, much love and respect to the people who are struggling because of this. You know, coronavirus. I hope everything works out for everybody in the end time. You know, and I. You know, I know my boys feel the same way about that too. Of course, but um, it just really, it really, really, it didn't bother me as much until I started seeing everybody flipped out. Uh, I'll say racism, deaths, cops is changing. I'll say this: the outcome we got because of COVID. What we got in the end was not worth the lives it destroyed. That whole year of 2020 with the lockdowns and everything, literally thousands of people's lives were changed for the worse. You know, whether it's through the death of the virus or is because of the fact that their business was closed down or they lost their job. You know, like a bunch of horrible shit happened during that year. Or right. their relationship busted up. You know, yeah. a lot of people when they when this happened, you know, jobs were lost and all this stuff. And a lot of people's relationship, you know, the one thing that kind of went up crazy was domestic violence and domestic disputes, crime, shooting. Not just crimes, just domestic. Like you know, people in well, the same household it, is literally fighting with each other because they're in the household and they yeah. don't know what to do. With and each on other. top of that, you know. Of course, crime's going to increase because with less people having jobs, guess what? They don't have money now. They want to eat like everybody else. Of course, they're going to resort to crime. You know what's so funny? When when the when the virus first started, I'm like, I'm thinking like, okay, now we're in a zombie apocalypse. Now we all got to start being like the Walking Dead. We got to go get some guns and stuff like that. Uh, uh, But not to cut you off, buddy. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm just waiting. Like it was, and it was so funny. We were talking about pro wrestling. Um. You know, remember when John Cena made that rap album? Mm-hmm. And remember that one song he made, What Would You Do If It All Ends Tomorrow? Right. I always liked that that line. Right. And now I'm thinking, like, with this coronavirus, what we, what we going to do if it all ends tomorrow? You know, and, uh, and that goes back to the, you know, the legacy that you're going to lay. And, you know, and for, and this is, and it was funny that you said that because that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm was part of leaving a legacy you know it wasn't about for me it wasn't about success whether we we're successful not successful it's about laying the legacy mm-hmm. it's about when we're gone or five years from now ten years from now when y'all get married and have kids and do all that stuff y'all can be like yo <laughs> back in the day we had this. This is how I was able to generate income. We were able to do something a little bit different because it's, we have this. It's and funny you said that, brother. Forward. Not to cut you off. It's funny you said that because when you know, because I told you I got a jujitsu background. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a purple belt. I got my purple belt from a guy named Chris Howder, one of the first you know Americans to get their black belt from a Brazilian. Fifth degree, love the guy to death. He always one of his main quotes was. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Why not be a black belt too? So I always admire and value that line of wisdom he always said because I don't know where I'm going to see myself 10 years. Because I don't know where I'm going to see myself 10 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I'll be successful. Hopefully I'll make it. But if when when it's my time to go, I want to go out as a black belt. That's just my, that's one of my goals. 
If I don't do anything else in my life, at least once I get back, I'm, like, I'm finna be back in the training pretty soon. And so when I'm not around anymore, at least I can say, hey, I got my black belt. True. And I'm happy with it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I, I agree with what you said, Paul. You know, that's, that's a great goal to have. Yeah. You know, and it's a future that you would want to look forward to. You know, but I'll say this. Some people think that, you know, the world's ending or society's ending. I would not say that. I would say this, though. Society is certainly shifting, but it's not ending. You know. I just worry about the kids, you know. You know? They, now they're affected by this now because, you know, it's like. Well, a bunch of children are going to grow up with uh, not the right social skills because, you know, they were taught online. Yeah. Or they're evolving. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I mean, it's evolving, and we're going to have to evolve as people to understand that this is going to be something that we're going to have to deal with. And I agree with you on that. Um, well, I mean, like I said, we're just we're just evolving, and we're going to have to just but, evolve as a we're going to have to evolve as a people, as a people, and like you know, the shots, these shots are going to be normal. This is going to be just like the polio shot, just like everything else. It's going to be a normal. But how do you, how do you involve, not just as a people, as a world? Because you got to uh, understand that this is, it's, this is going to be one of two things. It's either going to break us apart or it's going to bring us together. So I think personally right now, it's breaking us apart because we're not used to it. Because everything that was bad that we kept in the dark all came full circle. Can Racism, prejudiceness. You know, every type of little phobia, you know, that you had. Cause I'm just like, okay, we finna be, are we gonna be in another lockdown or what's finna happen or uh, is it gonna may. be new? We may. I mean, I'm gonna tell you right now, you know how we do. I mean, you know, in our job, we're frontline workers. You know, it ain't gonna directly affect us per se, but it's gonna affect a lot of people. But we're gonna be in front of a buttload of people. Go ahead, go ahead. But, you know, even with that, I just wish, you know, the government would have did more and more for people-wise than they say they should. Not, you know, not taking any words from anybody in politics or anything, anybody in government, you know. But I just wish this was, they had it planned out before all this happened. Yeah, it's just government reliance, and that's the one thing you kind of have to, you know, this is why you want to do whatever you can to get your own bread up, to get, you know, get your own life up. You know, again, and these are things like ultimately down the line we're going to talk about like one of the things i'm going to try to get y'all on at some point i'm going to get y'all on to how how to do stocks how to you know how to maximize things when they're down because if you can start maximizing when things are down when you're up you know how the song goes when you're up you're up whether this is good or bad i would say it's up to you the individual but the world is becoming more and more digital every year yep so every brothers oh keep going yeah i'm sorry that's no, cool it, the world is becoming more and more digital every year our money is becoming digital. Paper money is slowly being phased out. It's being like, even credit cards are being phased out. It's all gonna be electronic. Yeah. You know, you know I know that if y'all just if keeping are, track on everybody. If y'all are right. believers, this is, you know, we could talk that market of beast stuff, but we'll get into that at a later point in time. But you know, it's one of those things that it's gonna be a lot of things that 
if y'all believe in biblical prophecies, you're going to see a lot of that because you've already been seeing it. Um, But not to get off this topic, I just want to make a laugh joke because we we're, we're sitting at our favorite restaurant. and Shout out to, shout out to Frantone, Frantone's, by the way. And it's just been, this little boy just been walking around. I'm thinking he owns this spot and it's just so he's, hilarious. He's probably one of the I don't even know if he, he if he works okay. here, but it's just been making me shout laugh all day. And shout out to the Actually, friend song. I, I think I figured it out. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's the son of our waiter. Which is cool. Which is cool. I'm happy. No, 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 I'm not saying. No, I'm not. I'm not bring condoning your, it. Bring or your kid to work then. I'm not condoning it or anything. I'm not, I'm not even mad because sometimes you know, believe me, sometimes. You have to do that. I could tell if you one anything, time I used to work at a, at a car dealership and I had to bring my kids to work. I think that's so, cool as hell they let her bring her kid here. I mean, that's awesome. I, I, I don't know to a cool that. restaurant. Yeah, but shout out to Franton's match. But, you um, specifically the one in Cerritos. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. So shout out to everybody who's working there. Um, hopefully we could, like, do some more stuff over here with their consent, of course. But, um, it's definitely a good thing. But, you know, fellas, it was definitely, you know, like I said, always a privilege and an honor to do this. We'll be doing this pretty often. Shout out to everybody who's listening on our podcast. It's Much love to respect, world. Definitely appreciate each and every one of you taking the time to listen to us. Um, if you like, you can definitely like, subscribe. We're going to be trying to get content to y'all every couple of weeks, um, maybe every week, depending on how many times we can get the boys together. <laughs> but did we just what we just did today, we just laid the first pipe. We're called the PBC. We are the podcast. Um, shout out to my man Victor. Shout out to my man Paul. For myself, my name is Cam, aka Mr. Nerd Boy Fresh. It's definitely a privilege and honor. And we'll Nerd go Boy Fresh, I love that line. Peace brother. out, everyone. Shout out Much to love and respect. Salute, salute, salute. We'll do it again soon. Blessings to you. Like everything, is God above everything. Till the next time, family, we'll do it again soon. One salute. love. I enjoyed this. That was I really, nice. I really enjoyed this. I felt like we got real, real, real deep.